I volunteered to go to the movie. Well, let's start with the three lads exiting the cinema. Cookie, do you want to be somewhere? Do you want to be doing something? I probably would have retired to my room after I had enough of listening to Philip talk. And I'm just spending time with myself. Nice. Okay. Sam. Finn. Bruno. You exit the little theater in Innsmouth. There's a crowd with you. Mixed reviews from the crowd. What do you all think? Couple of quick establishing questions. Was it mostly kids? It was like 16 and older. It was a mix of people. There were some young couples, but there was also some married couples. More male in the theater, I think. Not too many women went to see it unless they were with a guy. What percentage of the theater was actually full? It was about, let's say, about 65% full. Okay. Any of the younger kids look fishy? Oh, many people here look fishy in the way that Elijah looks fishy. Including, like, the younger kids? Mm-hmm. They have the bulging eyes and the, the thick, downturned mouths. But you'll notice that some of the people who are, like, older than Elijah, they'll have, like, a deeper crease in their neck. The face just gets a little wider and the mouth a little more elongated. The eyes way buggier. Was the theater nice? You know, was there a concession stand? There was just that one single little popcorn cart, and that's about it. Is the popcorn as good as it is in Jersey? No. Nothing's as good as it is in Jersey. The scene is then us coming outside with this group of people. I have this 80% full container of popcorn that I'm just like looking at and trying to pawn off on somebody. Because I don't want it. It's not as good as back home. Sam reaches over. Well, if you're not going to have it, that soup didn't do me no wonders. So I will gladly take that from you and takes the bucket of popcorn from Bruno. Starts popping some of the popcorn in his mouth. Yeah, once you've uh, once you had the real stuff back home, just not good enough. What did you guys think of the film? I was trying to keep up with it. I couldn't understand anything that was going on. Uh, funny black carriages and and people trying to buy land, and it just it didn't make any sense to me. Right. I mean, I thought the ending was kind of dumb. Vampire just puff of smoke as the sun comes up. That's just shite. As we walk down the street, just having a little bit of conversation about the movie. I'll turn to the two guys. Did you, uh, Finn, you remember when we were talking to the guy earlier? The, um, guy putting up the sign, yes. That guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he say it usually sells out? Yeah, he did. And, uh, it wasn't that full. No, no, no. And there was only a few of the teenagers or whatever's. You'd think for a little town like this, uh, first night for a movie would be a little bit more of an excitement. Where is everybody anyway? I mean, it's not that late. Uh, how long was the movie? 94 minutes. So that puts us at like 10 o'clock or so? Mm-hmm. That's pretty late in 1923. Puritan New England. You want to take a little look around, see what we can see at night, just to investigate. Since uh, nobody's here to really keep an eye, yeah, take a look around. Yeah. Something seemed to have Cookie on, like, edge over down by where we were, so she was in a real hurry to get out of there. Something spooked her, so maybe go check out down towards that way. Heard something about the town square, too. I was thinking more of the, the cinema. Maybe poke around a bit, see if there's... Because that's where the film and the reel and the projector came from, yeah? Yeah. Why don't we go check out the... Wherever Sam's talking about. Give the guy that's putting up the signs or whoever, give him a chance to get out of here. And then on the way back to the hotel, we'll just see what we can find in the cinema. Right, if we're heading out by the river, I should go pick up my 
my mitts from the inn. I didn't bring them, thinking we'd be heading right back. We'll take a stroll in that direction and then a stroll in those other directions. As you guys detour back to the inn at Innsmouth, Sam and, and Bruno, I think you guys will wait outside. And then you just kind of enter and kind of sneak up the stairs to get those mitts. And as you come back down and go to the door again, you hear Philip in the parlor with the Collinses laughing. You hear the, the clinking of probably teacups, china, something. And you hear the, the trill laughter of Sarah. Obviously, Philip has told another wonderful story. Philip? Yes, and so I told Doyle, the curator of the museum, that he was just an entire fool. Of course the Sumerians made beer. They were one of the first civilizations. I had a wonderful laugh over the whole thing, and his face was just – it was it was so red that I think a bull would think it was a target and charge towards him. And, oh, my goodness. Mr. Wiesel, that's just uh, – I just love it hearing the, 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 this whole new – I just unfamiliar with ac- academics, the study of all these different cultures. It's just amazing that you would have to point out such a thing to a, the curator of such a, a a prestigious museum as as Miskatonic. It's just uh, unbelievable. Yes, quite, quite. I was not considered for the role, of course, and neither was my expertise considered when the board of curators actually selected Mr. Doyle for his position, but. I suppose that everybody has to start somewhere. But really, the museum exhibits were were quite nice and quite wonderful. Yes, many different cultures, many different histories. But I find that the souks of Marrakesh are the place where I truly get to see priceless artifacts from the Middle East and and from the cradle of civilization. Oh, the things you've seen and to think you're writing a travelogue about our little inn. Yes, quite. Well, I have heard some rather fantastic rumors about Innsmouth, and I am curious to know if you yourself have heard of these tales. Um, well, I, well, I don't know. What, what tales are you? Oh, well, I've heard some quite scintillating histories of the Innsmouth areas, uh, specifically of uh, uh, fossil artifacts, uh, brought back from the uh, the depths of Innsmouth Bay and from the Tongue of Sand. Almost like a trilobite, but much larger and much more uh, formed, much more detailed than what we would normally see in a museum of natural history. Oh, well, um, hmm. I don't really know about that. I do know that the Esoteric Order of Dagon has a lot of fine um, pieces that are crafted here in Innsmouth, perhaps they would have those items. I don't really go there much. I just, I hear about it. It's just not something I really want to participate in, but I've heard that there's some lovely, lovely artwork there. And it's all crafted here. How peculiar. I must admit I am intrigued. The esoteric Order of Dagon. Hmm. I shall have to pay them a visit in the morning. Oh, yes, yes, yes. After you're done with the library, and then if you were to go there, and then um, other sites, and she'll kind of look to Elijah, who's dozing off. He's bored out of his mind. Uh, what else? I'll make a list of other places. Before breakfast, I'll have that list for you. But definitely, you're going to want to, you said the library. The Esoteric Order, they're getting ready for a big yearly event that they have. I don't know if you'll be able to get in, but I'm sure, given a a man of your stature and credentials, you can get in. Oh, yes, indubitably. Oh, well, one thing I I should write about as well is, you know, if if a visitor is to come to your fairport and take a tumble, perhaps, and get a bump on his head and perhaps a scratch on the arm... Where would the hospital be? I would love to also uh, see the hospital and tour it and wax poetic, as it were, of the uh, expertise of your doctors and the cleanliness of the rooms. Well, as far as like um, an official hospital, we would have to go over to the next town. But we do have a hospice. I see. But why would a historian like you care about our hospital? 
My dear, you can find some excellent educational opportunities in terms of history by looking at the medical care of the people around it. Really? I never thought about it that way. Do you want to roll your uh, charm or fast talk? So, how would that matter, though, as far as the... I'm not an educated woman, as you know, Mr. Weasel, so maybe you could further explain it to me. Ah, of course, of course, you see. As I am uh, somewhat of a historian by trade, of course, but I'm also writing a travel log, and t- it uh, will describe some of the, the local history, the local color, so to speak. And for those who are visiting, I want them to feel assured that there is uh, some modicum of the, the modern conveniences of the day, as it were. And so to know the hospice uh, and the other medical care of the surrounding areas, from a historical perspective, we can see how, uh, I mean, this Innsmouth has existed for, for how many years here? Hundreds of years, is it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, so yes. medical science has progressed a great way in the past uh, hundred years. And to find if there's any evidence of earlier methods, it is something of a, a, a minor hobby of mine, so to speak. But to know of these and see them, and then I am able to piece together the timeline of Innsmouth from its founding to today. Pour me a persuade or fast talk at a minus one. Let's go back out to Finn, who's exited the inn and um, has rejoined everyone. Well, got my mitts. Shall we head over to, to the beach? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go, I guess. Yeah, sounds good. So as you guys make your way through town again, you'll notice that the streets of Innsmouth at this time of night are pretty quiet. It looks like a lot of the homes are shuttered up and lights turned off. And as you get down to Fish Street and you start to approach the beach where Samuel has indicated him and Cookie were earlier, you'll hear the water, the waves, and there is a bluff you would have to climb down to get to the beach. Hey, yeah, so this looks like the area over here. Cookie was saying she heard, like, something in the water. Uh, I, I looked, I didn't see anything out there, but, uh, I would not want to make that trek down this hill in the dark like this, but this is the general area. I would like to now make it true that they use hanging oil lamps in the town. I'll just go back and steal one. Okay. I'm going to say you, you found the the darkest, most shut it up house and you, and you stole something. You have light source. I'll go up onto their front porch. They've gone to bed for the night. I will take their lantern. Just head off with it. Okay, doke. So you have a lantern. You're now on a bluff overlooking a beach, and you hear the waves in the darkness. So. It is a climb to get down there. So rather than climbing down, looking at the same area, but with a higher vantage point, I don't want to go down there in the dark in my nice clothes. All right. So you're going to walk along the edge of the bluff, obviously not right on the edge, but along the edge of the bluff. So as you walk on the beach, everybody roll me a spot hidden. So Finn and Bruto, you see darkness, you hear waves, you see a bluff. That's pretty much about it. Samuel, as you kind of look at things, you can see up ahead the darker shapes of the caves, you know where they were in the bluff. So as you get closer, you can kind of pinpoint where that extra darkness, darkness is of the cave openings. As far as seeing anything on the beach, you don't really hear any movement. You really, it's all covered by the roar of waves crashing. To see any more, you would have to go down. All right, well, I'll point out to the guys from up here, this is about the area that it was, this where it is, everything else. So, With as far away as we are, what we'd have to do, if we want to actually see anything, we'd have to go down there to go check it out. All right, I'll, uh, 
Oh, I can keep watch up here while you two go down. I'll just give him a pat on the back like he's... Good, good job, kid. I'm actually going to turn away from where the bluff is, and I want to look around the area, because sometimes shore caves will have a hole you know, where light comes down into the cave from upside. So I want to look around here and see if there's any kind of... Other way to get in. Yeah, like vertical access from up top. Okay. You want to make a luck roll? So, Bruno, looking around. You'll see on the other side of the road, it looks like a chimney stack. It's maybe big enough for Finn to kind of squeeze down into. And if you put your head down in the hole and listen, you can hear the waves coming through. So it may connect to one of those caves. I'll get the guy's attention and be like, I think we got something over here. Well, look at that. A tiny wee hole. Yep. If only we had a tiny wee person. Don't look at me. It just looks squarely at Finn. Well, fuck. All right. <laughs> nah, nah. We'll come back in the morning. I don't have any rope. Don't really know how I'd uh, get you back out. And that'd be not good for anybody. Yeah. I do want to look around for a piece of driftwood or something. My plan to light it on fire with some of the oil from the lantern and drop it down the hole to kind of see where that ends up. You can find a maybe about 18-inch long stick or something to, to set a flame. Just something to make a torch out of. Okay, and you're going to drop it down the hole to see what happens? Yeah, I just want to see if, like, if it crashes into water or if it lands on some rocks. How far it takes. I'm performing science here. So you light that stick on fire and you drop it down the hole and you hear it tink, tink, thud, thud on the walls of the chimney until you the glow of it goes out of your view. But after maybe three seconds, you no longer hear the thudding of it hitting cave wall. So uh, way far down. Maybe. Let's go back to Philip in the inn. And Philip is trying to convince a woman that it's important to visit the hospital. I am, and it's not going well. After you get done with that explanation, Philip, she'll kind of consider it and reach for her tea. And it's an awkward moment of silence. And, and she, she sips the tea and she sets it down again and looks at you, and then her eyes get big, and she goes, oh, the lighthouse. The lighthouse is another wonderful place to go and see. Philip recognizes when the subject has been changed. He sits back in his chair and picks up his teacup and takes a sip, kind of takes a moment to center himself. Oh, yes, Miss Collins, do you tell me more about this lighthouse. When was it built? Well... I would say probably about 50, 60 years ago, maybe a little longer. But it's a ruined now. It's not like it's a a function. It's in the harbor. There has been a, a call to maybe restore it. But I wonder if your travel log would help promote interest in doing so. That would be something maybe the Women's Committee could work towards. Give us something to, you know, a goal. Oh, yes, quite, quite. Uh, This lighthouse, how did it come to be ruined? Oh, just time. There were some periods where the fishing kind of dried up and some people, you know, we lost a lot of industry and, and the whole town fell on hard times. And then, you know, some things just don't get any upkeep and there's no need for a lighthouse if we don't really have a lot of fishermen that need to use it and you know how it goes. Oh yes, indeed. That is most intriguing and I do believe, yes, I would like to see this lighthouse and perhaps speak with your council on methods to raise the funds to restore it. That would be wonderful. How long are you in your your, um, 
companions planning on staying? Oh, only for a few days at most, I believe. Okay. It is enough to see the major sites, uh, take in the the air, and uh, speak with some of the folk around town, as it were. And once we have completed this, we will regrettably return back to Boston. Mm. And she'll kind of nod and sip her tea again. And then she'll get that little devilish look in her eye again. So, you mentioned other, to use your word, salacious stories that you've heard? Ah, yes, of course. The other stories I've heard about Innsmouth, well, what would I roll to remember this? Since I remember <laughs> I aced a, an occult roll earlier that, that uh, told me that I know some, some stuff going on in Innsmouth. Let's go int. What are you thinking? What kind of salacious story are you going to share with Sarah? Oh, gosh. You know, I think I would, given that it's Sarah Collins, I will tell her the story about the mermen from Atlantis and how it is rumored they traveled to Innsmouth in their time of need and help them bring the whaling industry back to the harbor. <gasps> My word, Mr. You definitely should make your way over to the Esoteric Order of Dagon. I've heard tales of some things there, and I don't know if they can actually be connected to something like Atlantis, but if you could, that definitely would put Innsmouth on the map. Quite, it would indeed. Hmm. And she'll roll a spot hidden for me, because she's going to sit there and, and ponder that. First, a big smile on her face, and then you'll kind of see the smile falter and the, the brows furrow a bit, and then she'll kind of shake it off, shake her head, almost like, no. And then she'll go back to sipping her tea and look back at you again. You picked up on it. There was a moment where a thought crossed her mind, but it looked like she convinced herself not. Was there something else you wished to speak about regarding the esoteric order of Dagon? Oh, well, not so much the the order. It's just the idea of, well, the idea of a, a merman. It's just it's so ridiculous, but, well, we... We did have one of the townspeople. He went raving mad, but he was claiming such far-fetched tales of some fishman taking his child. It was a, just a, a horrible thing to have happened in our town, but the child did indeed go missing. But nobody would believe a fishman took her. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. I assume they were at home in the uh, in the comfort of their living room, and this fish man burst through the door and, and took the small girl? Sarah will kind of look over at Elijah, who's by now just completely asleep. And she'll go, well, I really am not one to gossip. But, well, him and his daughter were out on the beach, and, well, I guess they were having a picnic or something, and then next thing you know, he's running into town saying that they took her, they took her. And obviously we, we called the police and they talked to him, and, and when he started talking about a fish man and, and how they dragged her off into the ocean, I just... Well, you can imagine how that was received. We automatically took him up to the hospice so he could be cared for. How dreadful that he just went so insane, and yet his daughter disappeared. I fear she may have been caught into the flows of the harbor when he turned his back. Such things have been known to happen before. Well, like I said, she had gone missing, but remarkably, it, it wasn't long. She turned back up again. And let's cut to our gentleman standing above a, a cave hole. You just want to come back here tomorrow morning with everybody, or you just want to... I'm not a big fan of going down. That must be, what, 200 feet at least? 
Yeah, I think I think it's a better idea to come back with everybody, get this going. You know, we talked about it. We'll just come back in the morning, maybe take a quick trip through town, and uh, maybe we can get Philip to do it. Yeah, and by this time, that that movie guy should be gone. Yeah, let's go see what we can see over there. Swell. Getting a wee bit cold out here. Just shake my head. It's not that bad. Let's get going. The sooner we can get back into the the cinema, the sooner we can get you back home and all warm. Plan on breaking in there and then taking a look around. As you guys leave that hole that's on the other side of the road and get back on the road to head back into town, walking, of course. Can you guys make listen? Samuel, you're going to hear a distinct movement sound coming from it. Bruno, you're also going to hear something just not as clearly as Samuel. And yeah, Finn, you are just a whistling away, happy with your mitts. All nice and warm. Who's carrying the lantern? Bruno. Probably me, because I stole it. Borrowed. Yeah, so, Bruno, you probably would have moved that lantern over to the sound once you heard it. Give it a little look-see, see what I can figure out. No, Bruno, it came more from over here. Sound like something was moving through it. Just hold the lantern up real high, just start looking around. What are your guys doing? As a... rustling? Probably just a wind. Freaking cold. Nah, this was something actually moving the bushes around. Not just the wind. The wind moves bushes. It's been three years, Finn. It's not always the bushes. <sighs> right, right. I'm gonna stick my face in it. Just like something's gonna gonna jump out and eat me, I know it. Alright, so as you go over to that area with that lantern to try to shine a bit more light and see what's going on, can you do a spot hidden for me? You can spot further down the bluff movement. You can't quite make out what it is or who it is, but it does look to be man-shaped, and it, it's kind of climbing back down. Is it just a singular? Mm-hmm. Where you're looking? Yeah, right there. That's what you see on that bluff, climbing back down, the thing that made the noise. I'll wave over my shoulder. I don't want to take my eyes off of it in case in that one second it disappears from me. And just point it out to the other guys. I'm going to be looking at the base of the bushes, too, seeing, like, footprints or anything. And then, yeah, look down the hill where he's pointing out. So as he points out the little shape moving down, you'll see it kind of reach the bottom of the bluff and land on the sand, and you'll see it almost lope back towards the water. You know how when you wear, like, the scuba fins, how it makes you kind of walk that weird lopey way? Yes. It kind of is walking like that. And Samuel, as you kind of are looking at the bluff, you'll see in the dirt there, you'll see almost, it looks like claw marks. I'll point that out to the guys as well. Hey, look, this, whatever it was, left feet. Something's not right here, guys. All right, make the call, guys. We going to go and investigate this, or are we going to go get the others? I hate to say it, but I think that thing will be gone by the time we get back, and if we come back in the morning... Right, well, who goes first? With that, Bruno's just going to start sliding down to the embankment, trying to get down there. Well, and he has the light, so I might as well go too. And starts climbing down with him. Yeah, Sam's definitely going down as well. Hey, Bruno, Bruno, hey. You're going to need both hands? You need somebody else to hold that light? Pass it over. The three of you begin your way down. We'll cut back to check in with Cookie, who is upstairs in her room. I've been alone for a little while. I cleaned myself up, got myself into my evening attire to just get, like, comfortable talking out loud to myself. And when I felt alone, but not entirely alone... You'll feel that presence uh, with you. I wanted to ask my best friend. And what are you asking of your friend? 
So, what was that at the beach today? You'll start to get impressions in your mind. Pictures, as it were. Grayish green, kind of scaly, shiny, slippery. The picture is of its scaly back and then it kind of turns to its soft white belly and it keeps going up until you come to the large mouth and big bulgy eyes. And uh, then you'll hear that voice. Something that probably want to stay away from. They don't mean you any good will. But I've never been to the beach before. I just wanted to see the ocean. What do you mean there's no goodwill? I wanted to see the waves. The ocean's a dangerous place. There's lots of things hiding in there. Things that could harm you, take you. It's one thing to stand by the seashore and look at the waves, but you certainly don't want to get in. Is it like... Like the video with the girl? Is it going to harm me? Actually, like, hurt my physical being? Yes. Those things they... They have to take in order to survive. And if you let them, they will take you. How do we stay safe? I just want to be okay with you. Stay away from the water. They can leave for a time, but not for long. You're safe here for a while. As long as you don't go too close, you'll be fine. Stay away from the water, away from the deep, away from the dark, and we'll be safe together? Always. Thank you so much for... And you'll see that same image. You'll see it uh, holding a spear. The spear tip is a iridescenty kind of stone that looks like it's been napped into a spear point. But you get the impression that this is a warrior version. You get the idea of it can be an aggressor. You notice long claws on the hands that grip the spear. Then I'll just tell him not to worry and just try and project my deepest gratitude for the friendship that we have. Let's cut back to Philip. So she came back, you say? Well, yes, about seven years later. She was found on the beach. She was unconscious and she was in... Well, like I said, I, I hate to gossip. Oh, of course, I understand. Rest assured, no one else will ever hear of this. Well, I just don't want anyone to think poorly of our beautiful little town, but... And nobody knows what happened. The poor dear, gone that many years, but... Well, she was in the family way. The fem... Ah. Oh. Oh, dear. Yes, yes, yes. We were all shocked. She didn't know how it happened. And, well, what are you going to tell a 17-year-old girl who's scared out of her wits, just washed up on shore, and then then when she got the news about her poor father, just almost broke her. What did happen to her poor father? I know he was taken to hospice, as you said. Well... He was deemed insane, of course. Nobody believed his story, and... Well, he eventually, well... He passed on, probably from grief or guilt, who knows? That is a fascinating tale. Whence did this all happen? It's been five years since she's been back, and... Well... (laughs) Molly, bless her heart, she just, she soldiered on. She went back to her family home, and and she raised the boy, Abner. Uh, Um, she's raising him as best she can, you know, being a, an unwed mother. 
Ah, yes, of course. Of course. It's a very hard life. I understand. Like I said, I I hope that doesn't color your judgment of our beautiful little Innsmouth. Oh, no, not at all. You would be amazed at the amount of uh, similar stories that we hear in Jerusalem, Marrakesh, Baghdad. It happens all over the world, of course, and one learns to keep such uh, uncouth happenings beneath the rug, so to speak. We are all, of course, human in the end. Well, that's wonderful. Well, you just brought up the story of Merman, and my mind just wandered, and, you know, how often do you hear somebody in your town claiming they saw fish people? It's just ridiculous. And Philip will laugh along, and his eyes will flick over to the sleeping Elijah, and then back. Yes, fish people. How crazy. Let's move over to the bluff. Climbing down, you guys have gotten down, maybe a little soiled. Maybe that suit's not as nice anymore, but I'm sure there are no tears. And you are on the beach and trying to spot that figure. He went towards the water. He was much faster climbing down than you guys were. Going to go ahead and pass the lantern off to somebody else. I'm already said I'm taking it, holding it up to get light around. I'm going to go under my coat, and I'm going to make sure my revolver is nice and ready. And I'll just keep that at, like, a low ready and as we try to follow any of these tracks and stuff. As you guys are looking for tracks, it is dark. Let's just see how well you see your track. Please roll whatever you'd like. All of you can clearly see the tracks that are made. They are bipedal, of course. They are very long and kind of flipper-like, but they do have claws at the end that is clear. Bruno, you're a big guy, and you know when you make a track, that track is deep. You'll notice that these are deep. You'll also notice there's another little track that's in between the two floppy footprinted tracks. Looks like something kind of hits the ground every so often. Like a little tap that is in between the two footprints. Like a walking sticker, like a tail? Like a tail. Just a little tail kind of swooshes at the ground every so often as it flop, flop, flops. Wonderful. Seeing the stuff, I'll point it out. Do that movie thing where I crouch down with my hand and just kind of feel at it look up to everybody else not say anything because this is obviously a business situation now so it's all of a sudden quiet pointing and hand signaling double check my gun just to make sure it's still there holding its full round of six bullets so with knowing the footprints and tail would I be able to roll Cthulhu Mythos to maybe identify it sure it's a deep one, right? It's a deep one. You've never seen one till now. Roll sanity, please. Finn will go just pale in the face. Mm, just like, mm, mm. that's that really hair. Those things underwater. I, I think we shouldn't be bugging it. We um, we really do need to get everyone else. We should just go right back out. Right back out of here. And Finn just starts climbing up the wall without waiting for anyone else. Bruno, while he's talking and mumbling there, and you're kind of comparing uh, foot sizes, think more like a toad kind of a foot imprint. It's not very big, but it is deep. But it's still sizable. It may be wider than your foot, just not as long. Just trying to scale myself. Yeah, we really need everyone else for this. Um... Those things have, you know, when you see one, you see hundreds more. We really got to, you, you really, we're in over our heads this time. We need, we need backup. Everyone still thinks we're at the theater. Look to Sam, see what Sam's got to say. Uh, Sam is still looking down between the footprints, 
fin scrambling up the wall and then back out at the ocean. Is there just the one set of footprints, or are there more in the immediate area? What you see is one set of footprints. Hey, Bruno, it is getting kind of cold. That wind coming off that water isn't exactly going to help us any. Finn looks like he's seriously shaken up about something. Let's, uh, let's back out of here, though, slowly, though. I don't, I don't trust that thing is going to stay gone, whatever it was. Look from you to Finn halfway up the thing. Back out to the ocean for a minute. Yeah, he's, uh, He's going to get himself hurt in this darkness. Let's go. I assume watching each other's backs as you guys take your turns climbing up the bluff. Finn doesn't take turns. He's climbing up first and just keeps walking down the street. So you guys will make your way up the bluff. And then we'll go back downstairs. Philip, are you still regaling Sarah with stories? Are you still trying to pump her for info? I'm going to tell a couple more stories and then kind of wrap it up for the night. So you want to end it on a high note. You don't want to leave it on that whole you made her gossip about someone. Correct. You'll wrap up that evening and then she'll kind of look at the time herself. Oh, dear. It's so late, but she could just listen to your tales all night. She'll clear away the dishes. She'll kind of bump Elijah, who will kind of snort awake and realize that was the signal time for bed and he'll get up and start gathering things and you'll see them move off through the dining room and back into the kitchen she's putting the stuff away and um, at that point the front door will open and your three compatriots will come walking in Finn will be first and Finn opens the door swings it open leaves it open doesn't actually close it looks to Philip and goes we need to uh, have a wee chat before um, heading off to bed uh, I'm going to go get a cookie. Um, but Finn goes up the stairs without even waiting for a reply. Philip will turn and look at the other two. I take it the movie was not to his liking? Just look at Sam. Look down at myself, who's probably covered in mud and silt and just beach stuff. Yeah, duh. it is all right. Well, I'm going to go get cleaned up. Uh, Yes, of course. Of course. Well, our hosts are finishing cleaning up for the evening, so I believe we may retire to our quarters. (sighs) Tired after that walk. Hey, where did... Where did Finn go? He just... He just come run in and go right up... Run up to his room? That is precisely what he did, yes. He's going to need some sleep, I think. Something out there spooked him. Well, there are some curiosities in Innsmouth that we should investigate. However, you seem to be quite tired, and I suppose it can wait until the morning. Uh, Just more long lines of sore. I haven't walked that much in a long time. But, uh, yeah, if you'd rather wait to get everybody together so you only got to say things once, then we can wait till the morning. I leave that to you and to Bruno. I believe Finn is very anxious to speak about something regardless, and I am certain he will not mind repeating himself in the morning should you so desire to retire for the evening. Well, Finn, yeah, is going to be banging on Cookie's door. Cookie, Cookie, Cookie. What? 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 How was the movie? Uh, the film. It was a film. We have to uh, uh, derp derp meeting. Right now. Right now. Let's go. So there you go. As Samuel and Philip finished that exchange, coming down the stairs, half dressed, well, in her night clothing, Finn is bringing down a cookie, and you guys are in the parlor and. The Collinses are still back in the kitchen. They have not come out yet. Finn, what's this all about? You look ridiculous. Are you okay? What happened to you? Deep ones is what happened. That's what happened. Philip is going to hold up a finger, and then he's going to point towards the kitchen area where their hosts still are, 
and then point back up the stairs towards his room. Well, then we should... Fine. Finn goes back upstairs. Thank you. After you all, please. All right, let's go grumble, grumble, grumble. Back up the steps. We will stop there with everybody going back up the stairs. And then I am able to piece together the timeline of Innsmouth from its founding to today. Roll me a persuade or fast talk at a minus one. Nope. Are, are we going to go in there and try to like save him? No, or let him no, hang no, himself? No, no, no. Oh, we're letting him hang. Cookie was saying she heard like something in the water. Uh, I, I looked. I didn't see anything out there. But... Uh, I would not want to make that trek down this hill in the dark like this, but this is the general area. What are the chances one of us, probably Finn, caught a flashlight? Well, I'm looking at the items on people's persons, and I don't see a flashlight. You had one job, Finn. To get my mitts. One of us would probably also <laughs> have, like... A lantern or something, since it is a lantern, ten or a book of like, matches. No. Like matches. You guys would have matches at best. Yeah, Bruno smokes. He has matches. Okay, Bruno smokes. He has matches. Um, I would like to now, uh, make it true that the uh they use hanging gas or oil lamps in the town. I'll just go back and steal one. Light yeah, source. I'll just I'll go up onto their front porch because they've gone to bed for the night. I will take their lantern and just head off with it. I fully intend to put it back if you don't make me lose it. If I don't make you lose it, I don't make you do anything, sir. Number one, number two, we'll just say you're commandeering it for the good of the nation. Okay, we're, we're temporarily reassigning its property value. <laughs> That's right. I'm actually going to turn away from where the bluff is, and I want to look around the area, because sometimes shore caves will have a spot that you could find. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a caveologist, all right? Um, <laughs> the area, because sometimes shore caves will have a hole, you know, where light comes down into the cave from upside. So I want to look around here and see if there's any kind of... Other way to get in. Yeah, like vertical access from up top. Okay. You want to make a luck roll? Since you're no caveologist. That's true. Caveology is not a skill that I have. Mm -mm. Everyone take uh, note. That is a skill you should write in on your character sheet. <gasps> so uh, way far down. Maybe. That is up to you to discern. I've given you the information. You are the caveologist here. I, no, I'm not. We just covered this. Well, you were the one doing science, so that is your information, Mr. Science. Let's go back to Philip in the inn. <laughs> I feel like you're tired of my shenanigans. I am not. I'm giving you guys some time to uh, figure out what it is you're doing next. And Philip is trying to convince a woman that it's important to visit the hospital. I am, and it's not going well. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> I would be telling tales about the mermen of Atlantis. Oh my. She wanted salacious. I will deliver. Meanwhile, fishy husband is sitting right there. Like, <laughs> He's asleep. Nodding off. <laughs> He's asleep and maybe she doesn't see him as fishy, you bastards. She loves him anyway, no matter how he looks. Um, so you're saying she needs to go to the optometrist because her love is blind. Love should be blind. <laughs> so I'm assuming early December, this far north should have snow. I mean, it doesn't have to have snow. It could have a dusting. It could have a lot. It. Who knows what the weather is? I haven't really looked it up. 
I'm going to say there's snowy patches. Okay. Well, it is evil, like an, an evil demonic place, so snow fits. It's not an evil demonic place. You know how when you wear, like, the scuba fins, how it makes you kind of walk that weird lopey way? Yes. It kind of is walking like that. Just kind of flop, flop, flop. Flop, 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 flop. <laughs> That's a terrible sound effect. Just cut that out. Okay. <laughs> or is it the best Edit button. Edit button. <laughs> That's the new flop sound for every game. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. Okay. And you are on the beach and trying to spot that figure. He went towards the water. He was much faster climbing down than you guys were. So He was trying to keep his suit nice. No. Uh, he's almost uh, like a cloud of smoke on the water. Ah. I thought that was just fire in the sky. Oh, my God. It's a deep one, right? It's a deep one. So... That's what I say. I don't know much about them, other than they're fishy people. It's an amphibious race. The whole Father Dagon, Mother Hydra. They have a history of being um, creatures that have under underwater cities in the sea all over the world. You've never seen one. You've just heard about them in stories. Right. So I pass that along. Quietly, in a low whisper. Do I know they're just susceptible to bullets like most things, I presume? <laughs> they can, uh, uh, yeah, they're susceptible. Roll sanity, please. Losing five in a single thing means I go temporarily insane. Mm-hmm. What's that like? I'm thinking Finn doesn't even tell everyone what it is. Because he's clued in, and he just gibberish starts, uh, Finn just starts climbing up the wall without waiting for anyone else. How many times has Finn lost his shit like this in front of everybody else? None in front of me. Uh, maybe, maybe once or twice. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without-a-net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.